To another episode of Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses. I'm Danny Jones. And I am Samantha Jones. And this is episode 192. 192. What's our topic today? This is the spiritual side of money. Yeah. Yeah, money. Cool. It's a good topic. This is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of, we can misconceive things about this. Oh, but. yeah. Anyways, before we get into it, do you have anything from last week you want to talk about? Yeah, last week we did coming out of the spiritual closet, and we got a lot of great messages from people on that. We love your messages and love the feedback from the episodes because it helps us to know what you guys like. Like, sometimes yeah. I structure them different, and I ask different types of questions, and so I can tell by the response, you know, what works and what doesn't. So we love your feedback. So thank keep you. that coming. Yes, thank you. Um, every episode, we answer two questions. So let's answer the first question. This is from Mickey. She asked, how does one know if they are on a spiritual awakening path? The more I listen to your podcast, the more I am feeling like things over the past few years since I lost my dad and then my husky Bruno have made a bit more sense. Since they have both passed, I have found myself more in tune with the universe, or so I think I am. How do we know if we should keep on this path or if we are even on it? At times, I feel so connected to my dad and Bruno, and other times, I feel like they aren't around as much, and I don't know how to feel connected again. It's a great question. Yeah. Well, let me first start with feeling connected to your dad and Bruno. Because I totally understand this. This has a lot to do with your vibration. And what your vibration is, is it's the rate that you vibrate at, the, the, your happiness. The mm-hmm. more happy you are, the the higher your rate of vibration. The more mm-hmm. sad, grumpy, depressed, all that that you are, the lower your vibration is. So when you raise your vibration, they can come in a lot easier. So when you're up there and you're thinking about them or you're working on this, that's the time that you're going to more likely feel them. When you go through times where you're just not feeling yourself, you're depressed, you might even be physically sick, you might not hear them as much and you or feel the things as much because you're in tune with other things and your vibration is low. Right. It happens to me I all the time. Sometimes I, my mom's there all the time and sometimes it's like I have to be like, oh, I haven't heard from you in a while. It's very strange. But mm-hmm. I think that that's the normal pattern to everything in life, you know? Yeah, for sure. I think also <clears throat> the fact that you do feel connected, even if it's periodically or intermittent or whatever, that is your reminder that you you are on the path. Yeah. Is because you do feel it, even if it goes away. But like you just said, that's part of it. It's just up, down, up, yeah. down, you know, and kind of like a wave. Yep. If you were sitting on the ocean, it's not going to be flat and level. Yep. You're going to be going up, down, Everything. Up, down. Everything in life is like that. But I think 
how do you know that you're on the spiritual awakening path? Well, I think if you're here and you're asking that question, that that's a pretty good sign that that's you are. That's also a great sign. Because it means that you're looking for something, that you feel something. Yeah. If you're starting to question everything that you've been taught, that's another good way of knowing that you're going through this spiritual awakening. But, you know, seeking more knowledge and, and wanting more for your life and sensing a deeper meaning to the universe, I think these are all things that we start to feel when we're having a spiritual awakening and losing someone definitely can trigger a spiritual awakening. It mm -hmm. does for a lot of people. So yeah. losing your dad yeah. and then your husky, it definitely uh, sounds like you are, are on the spiritual awakening path. Yeah. Sorry for your loss. That's yes, tough very for sorry. both. Yeah. yeah. So, so <laughs> I hope that that answers your question, Mickey. It was a great question. Thanks, Mickey. The next one is from Nicole. So Nicole posted this in the discussion group. If you guys aren't aware, we have a discussion group. It's just called Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses Discussion Group. And we do like poll questions in there for the week and, and different things. But one of our listeners, Nicole, she posted this in the group. She said, and it's a, it's a video from YouTube that she shared. Okay. And the name of the video is Sugary Sweet Starts Start to the Day Compliments of Billy. And Billy is a cat that uses the buttons oh, to okay. talk. So, yeah. Okay. So she says, just curious, does this adorable kitty Billy actually feel and knows what her buttons mean? Does she feel relief knowing she can communicate between better with her parents? All my cats do is meow and it's either for food of it to let me out or to give me treats. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I think most cats are like that, right. really. Um, so I was curious, too, because I really love this concept. If you haven't heard anything about this, I mm -hmm. actually had somebody on my radio show that does these programmable buttons with right. her dogs. A lot of people are doing this now where you program a word into a button, you know, like treat or outside, potty, whatever, whatever you want to program them with. And you teach the animals how to use these buttons. And so, there, yeah, there's a lot of people doing this. So Billy, I was curious, I wanted to ask him. Because from a cat's point of view, I've never asked a cat, like, how do you feel about this? So I watched the video and tuned into him and was kind of trying to figure out through what he was doing in this video if he actually enjoys it. Right. And I would definitely say that this is... Well, first of all, he didn't know that this isn't normal. So if, you know, animals, they don't know. They don't have the news or TV or, you know, they don't watch that stuff. They right. don't know. They don't have the internet. Right. So he thought that this is just how this goes, that this is how he communicates. So he, but he really does enjoy it. Uh, he gets his needs met and right. he's a happy cat for that. And you can tell in this video, if you look it up on YouTube, this Billy, the cat, there's an actual conversation going on between Billy and her owner. And wow. it's really cool. They're both just sitting there kind of enjoying their day. And every so often, Billy will go over <coughs> and like press the buttons. And, and the owner does the same thing. And they're just kind of having a conversation. And it's There's really cool. There's obviously some comprehension going on. There's a lot of You comprehension know what I mean? Like, they're retaining it and understanding, especially if they hear their master say the word. And then the button... Yeah. Is saying the same word, but they don't see their master's mouth moving. They're going to learn. Yeah. You know, they're very smart. I wish that more people would 
relate them to children yes. and try and see how when we you know we have an infant and that infant isn't born knowing how to talk no and what english is and you know what other languages are you have to teach them all of this it's the same thing for these animals yeah they don't have the capability to speak like we do you know there, there's just a lot of things that no. aren't set up that way right. so we have to find other ways of communicating with them but just because they can't verbally speak that doesn't mean that they're not intelligent and that they don't know what's going on yeah because i mean a dog can obviously learn certain words by command and not have to have the buttons yes you know? absolutely so there's definitely cognitive skill absolutely going. So I would say, Nicole, that this kitty definitely enjoys using the buttons and being able to communicate that way. It's a good question. For sure. Yes, Thanks, I loved Nicole. it. Thank you, Nicole, for that. Appreciate it. <clears throat> okay. And then I do a reading every week. So this reading is for Tracy and her horse, Cookie. She says, Cookie came to me when she was 18 months old. She's not been handled much. I love her dearly. She was sent away last year to be broken. I had to ask what that was. Uh, horse people, <laughs> I love gnarly, you guys so yeah. much, but it, it's like... I think it's I'm, short for broken in. Yeah. yeah, but see, I'm not... A, I'm not... I've never had a horse, so I'm like, I got to ask because I can't just assume, you know? So anyways, it's to introduce a rider to her back for the yeah. first time and for her to learn to accept a saddle and a rider anyway. Uh, winter months, she's been resting. Sometimes she seems stressed around me, kind of unsure of me. The above picture is of me and her. Not sure if it's hormonal, but she does appear quite protective of me. And so I said, yeah, great. I would. I love to read horses. And I said, what's your question? And she said, the question is, if I completed the fundamental horsemanship course, would it benefit us both better understanding and forming a strong connection? So I'm going to talk to her and then I'm going to... Uh, answer that about the course whatever comes from her and what comes psychically for you so let me connect to cookie and there's cookie and tracy oh pretty yes i love talking to horses they're so smart okay so cookie's definitely gone through a lot of change recently uh life has completely changed from what it was before but she is enjoying it she's enjoying slowing down is what she's telling me i feel like whatever life was like before this it was very busy horses get moved around a lot she young or older i think she's younger she looks younger okay yeah she looked younger. yeah uh, she and she feels younger so i'm gonna say um under 10 just probably. settling down sounds funny oh yeah well i mean like <clears throat> me. these horses get worked so much sometimes and they just don't have a chance to rest or yeah you know that whatever their story is they they have a story right and i love to hear them because they're they're amazing creatures um so cookie is definitely starting to settle in definitely starting to feel more comfortable with you she likes the way that you talk to her, the way that you're soothing with her. She was, isn't used to being talked to like that. So that helps her to feel comfortable and to trust. Trust is something that she has to, it's not just given, she, it has to be earned in her eyes. And I feel like you have earned her trust and, you know, working on that more and more every day. But as far as this course that you're talking about, 
I don't see why it's not, you know, it's not worth it. I mean, you're going to get something out of it. It might not be exactly what you want to get out of it, but you'll get something out of it. I think what helps the most when it comes to these, these kinds of things, like you trying to get to know your horse more, is like, well, time, first of all, everything takes time and watching their personalities come out. Also, like doing a full reading where we can really get into what our past was like and and connect you two more together, that will help. This actually may help a little bit, too, for her to feel more comfortable. Of course, not so much for you to understand what she's doing, but that's where I could come in in like a deeper reading as well, where, you know, we could try and get these things um, so that she understands you more and you understand her more. Let me see what else she wants to say, if anything, about this. Um, she loves that you would be willing to put the effort into something like that to get to know her. Because it is hard. She has so much that she could say, but she doesn't speak English. Yeah. She speaks telepathy. So <clears throat> I don't think you'd be wasting your time doing a course. But like I said, I, I don't think that it's going to give you everything that you want. I think you're going to need to, you know, do other things like time, like getting to know her better, just learning those quirks. It just happens over time. But um, it's really cool that you would be interested in doing that. And she she says that herself. So and she appreciates that the life that you're giving her. She's a very happy horse, even though I feel like sometimes she's kind of skittish and that throws you off. But just know that that's normal for her. It, it, she'll start to calm down. But, you know, she's she's still learning about her new home. So, but it's not personal. Don't take it personal. Hmm. She's like that. So, so I hope that that helps you, Tracy. Thanks, Tracy. Thanks for reaching out for the Beautiful reading. horse. Yes. Beautiful. We have a brown horse, too. His name is Zuma. Yeah. <laughs> I told her about I think I told her about Zuma. Oh, no, I did. Yeah, he's a great Dane, but yeah. he's, um yeah, horse size. Yeah. Little pony size. Okay, uh, and then before we get into the episode, should we give our info? Do it. <clears throat> okay, so you can find me at samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. You can find my radio show every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on voiceamerica.com on the Empowerment Channel. Last week, I did Awakening Your Spiritual Gifts. And then this week, we're going to be talking about synchronicity and um, what was the other thing we are talking about? Oh, and learning to communicate with the universe. And I'm going to be having one of our listeners from the show, Amanda, cool. on. Amanda Murray. Nice. She'll be on. So, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, Amanda. So that's this coming Wednesday. Cool. Yep. And then for you. For my art, djonesartcollection.com for the web, at djonesartcollection for Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. All right, then. Very good. Episode 192, The Spiritual Side of Money. I think if somebody would have said to me that there's a spiritual side to money like five, ten years ago, I'd have been like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. But going through the spiritual awakening, money has actually been a pretty big focus in this journey. Yes. And I've realized just how much it kind of messes with us oh, yeah. in so many different ways, so many ways. Yeah. So I have really, during the spiritual awakening, been forced to face many challenges and tests from the universe it's like in order to level up to the next level i have to learn all these lessons and a lot of times they include money that's the part about like <clears throat> our concept of this being a kind of a simulation and whether it's individual or group uh -huh. and this is like it's not a universal law it's a planetary law mm -hmm that it runs off this concept of money. 
I think it's unavoidable. It is. I think we have to have money in this simulation in order for it to make sense. Because it is, without it, we wouldn't have all these trials and tribulations and hard things in our life. It would be just like heaven, because there wouldn't, well, maybe not just like it, but one step closer to it without that hardship. Yeah. yeah. Because if you ask most people, what's the hardest part of your life? Usually it's relationships or money, Mm -hmm. sometimes career, but that goes right back to money. Right. So, and that's because I think we're taught so many unhealthy habits in society and through growing up and stuff. Well, and I also think in this topic, there's the issue of, which I mentioned earlier, is that like this misconception that... Money and spirituality can coexist in your life at the same time. Yes. So, like, almost, like, you have to pick one or the other. So, if you really want to be spiritual, then money should not be of a concern. That's right. Right? Isn't that weird? Yeah, then, But then we've, like, especially during the 80s, when you saw a lot of these evangelistic television shows with, like, mainly christian type things where they're embezzling money and they get busted doing this or that and so then it gives it a bad name now that's religion that's like a you know that's a community that's built and marketed to um i think this is a little different this is more of an an internal and external way of thinking and living right and how does money fit into that? Right. Yep. Because is that, we've talked about this before in other episodes, that it's not wrong to say, I would like to be wealthy. Nope. But you have to be prepared to, A, put in the work, yeah, and B, be able to see the signs of whether this is going right for you. Right. Yes. I think... Through this and trying to learn, you know, more and more about how money and the spiritualism comes together, I can see how, like, my past has damaged me in mm-hmm. a way that I didn't notice before as far when as far as money goes. Right. I was brought up with these horrible money habits. My mom loved credit cards. So, like, literally my 18th birthday, I went out and got a credit card because I thought that's what you do. And I had a stack of them, you know? I mean, there's so many, so many bad money habits because we have to have money, right? Like, that yeah. that's a part of life that we have mm-hmm. to have. And so it becomes this, like, top priority. And it seems like, you know, then the rest of society is, like, um, want, 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 and is buying, and it's about keeping up with the Joneses, so to speak, you know, <laughs> yeah. what you have. And, and I think with the spiritual awakening, what they, at the beginning, were trying to teach me is, okay, money isn't as important as you think it is. Mm-hmm. It will always be provided to you if you're on the right track and you're moving in the right direction mm-hmm. and you're being a good person and, and all of that, it, yeah. that will come to you. Yes. Greed is the number one thing that will make money like go away from you. Like, like yes. that's the law of attraction. The greedier mm-hmm. you are, the more you're, you might get that money, but there's going to be other things that happen to you, <clears throat> you know? And the more that I look at it negatively, like about how inconvenient being poor is. Yeah. Uh, the more issues I had with being poor. Right. And th- this is because of my perception. 
I'm focused on all the negative things that money has done or I feel like money's done to my life. Yep. Like I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I can't afford to buy this, you know, gas, food, insurance, whatever it is. And it becomes overwhelming. But that has a lot to do with the negativity. Yes. I'm spending more time focused on that than I am manifesting right. a different standard of living. Yes, that's right. Absolutely. I read something interesting when I was trying to do a little bit of research on this topic, and that is that money is a lot like sex. We think about it a lot. That's human nature, but we rarely talk about it in a healthy way. It's like there's something yeah. that's embarrassing about it, right? We don't feel comfortable talking to others about mm -hmm. it. Uh, and it seems like, you know, we're embarrassed to be honest, but we're, you know, embarrassed to lie. It's like there's, mm -hmm. it's, it's like, I don't know. I, don't, I just thought that that really resonated. It yeah, makes a lot of sense. Death could be put in there too. Like it's death just something that we're all aware of, we all experience. But we don't talk about it very much. We don't. And I think it's important that we do. And I think that in this spiritual awakening, and the universe will help us to get to where we want to go mm -hmm. as far as money, but we have to trust it. We have to make changes in our lives. And that, I think, is it, it, that's been a really hard change for me. But I have learned so much over the last five years as far as how to treat money, what, you know, it's it's meant for and all of that, right. that it has it has changed my life a lot. But I'm still like I would say when I started the spiritual journey, I'm like a scale of one to five. My money habits were probably a one. And I still <laughs> think they're like a three. I'm not right. saying that I'm like, you know, totally fixed or anything. But during this I feel like all of the bad habits that I was taught as a child have been worked out of me. They, I've been shown other ways. And right. this is what the universe wants to do if we allow it to. You don't need yeah. your mother over there on the other side for these things to happen. Like no. a lot of people, well, you're a psychic and you have this connection, blah, blah, blah. No, if you just trust the universe, listen to it. Mm -hmm. Just trust that that it's going to have your back and it's going to show you the right way to go. Right. And I think the other thing inside is being honest about what it is that you're doing. And what you want. <clears throat> and what you want. You know, let's be realistic. The more that you want, the harder you have to work for it. Yeah. And again, on a couple different levels, that is the actual footwork and then the work on the spiritual side. Yeah. You know? Is it balanced or is it now become <clears throat> all about money? Right, right. Or is it about, I would like to earn money and a, have a, a nice way of living and be able to do not only fun things for myself and my family, but for others. Yes, yes. You're adding to that karmic sort of wheel by giving back. Yes. Because the universe is giving to you. Yes. You just said one of the two things that I think is the most important in this, in learning these, uh, absolutely. And then the other one would be changing the bad behaviors. Mm -hmm. But giving to others is, it's such an amazing feeling. And, you know, for me, I've always been like that. My mom was too. Like, she loved mm -hmm. to give to people. It makes me happy. I would much rather give than receive. 
Um, but, you know, times in life you can do that and others you can't. I would love to make enough money and be financially stable enough that I could help people in that way to make a difference in yeah. their life, you know, directly give to people and, and directly help animals and that kind of thing. That's mm-hmm. what we're supposed to do. We're not supposed to be greedy. It's not supposed to be he who dies with the most money wins because you can't take it with you. No, you can't. But that is a huge portion of society's mentality, Yes, I think, is is those who die with the most coins wins. Absolutely. But that is the irony there, if you want to call it that, that you're not winning if you don't take it with you or you don't spend every cent before you go. Yep. I asked our listeners, is money one of your biggest concerns in life? And 38% said yes. Eleven mm-hmm. percent said yes, and I have enough money, and I still worry. Seventeen mm-hmm. percent said yes, I have little of it, and I'm always worried about it. And seven percent said no because I have money. Seventeen percent said no, and ten percent said no, but it's a concern. So I really love the eleven percent of that have money, but still, yes, this is part of our. I think going back to this joint simulation mm-hmm. or group simulation, this is part of our lesson to learn about something that exists in your world and how you do not let it control you and your mind. Uh, I want to read a couple of things that listeners said about this question. Hillary said, I want to answer yes and no. Yes, I worry, but to an extent I don't because I know the universe has my back. I've always trusted in that and just now recently understand it more. Even if I have hopelessly broke, I know I'll be okay and the universe will pull me through. So it's a worry slightly in the back of my mind, but it doesn't consume me like some of my other worries. Mm -hmm. That I totally can relate to, and I'm trying to get more and more to that point. And really what it's about, if you want to get to that point, is willpower. Mm. It's about every time that one of those negative thoughts about money enters your mind, you have to push it out. You have to. And it's so hard because it is hard, but Mm -hmm. you have to push it out if you want to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. It's the only way to do it. So I appreciate that comment, Hillary. I, I totally relate to that. And then Nancy said... I am a money magnet. It just flows to me easily and effortlessly. Everything I touch turns to gold. I know that it sounds ridiculous. And the first time you say it, it is difficult. But after you say it a lot, it gets easier. And when you really start believing it, it works. It's a mantra. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I used to think money was evil. Now I think money is a tool and people just don't know how to use it. I will always have more money than I need. I am comfortable and my value and my value and worth is irrelevant to money. Yes. That's great. I love that. That's awesome. That's exactly what it is, is we're not supposed to value ourselves based on the money. No. It, it's, it's like this human thing, right. right? We have to separate ourselves. It's just something yep. that's part of our simulation, but we not. it's not part of us. Yeah. For whatever reason, like when we see something expensive, we assume that it has value Mm -hmm. and we see something free or by donation and it all of a sudden like takes the value out of it. And we like worship celebrities that have all this money, you know, we want to be like them and they're they're so famous because they have all this money and whatever. Uh, And we put emphasis on name brands and everything. This Mm -hmm. is the kind of stuff that the universe doesn't want us to put focus on. It's like 
I'm thinking about buying a new car because my lease is almost up and there's a car I really, really, really like. And if I could get it for the right price, it would be great. <clears throat> but the name on it is stopping me. <laughs> yeah. Then because I feel like people are going to think that I'm a pretentious, spoiled little brat if I drive around in this car. Right. So I don't want to buy it just because of the name. That's like the, and I feel the universe going, but if you want it, you're not getting it for the name. You're not getting it to show off to other people. That's right. what they want. You like the car. They want us to do right. things that we like for ourselves, not to show off for other people. But society immediately thinks, oh, well, you must have a lot of money. And that that's not, not necessarily, necessarily the case, you know? And then, you know, our perception of those, like you were saying a minute ago, uh, famous Hollywood, whatever, yeah. that, do, that do have a lot of money and isn't a care in the world, we don't really know that's true. Yep. No, we don't. Because money, having yep. a lot of money can actually bring a lot more problems. Yes, absolutely. Like having enough money, what is that? That's elusive. There's no... There's no There's no enough. Like, right. what's that number? How do you know what that number is? I ask myself right. that often. And honestly, for me, the answer would be, I just want to have enough money to be comfortable, mm -hmm. to be able to pay the bills, have the things I want, do things, you know, travel and right. that, and to give to people. That is where I believe yep. the universe opens up and will give you freely what it is you want and what you need. Yep. When you're not putting an expectation on anything right. and that your level of satisfaction is never reached. Right. No matter how much you have, like the 11% that said, I have a lot and I still worry. Yep. So I'm not saying they're worried about not having enough. They, they might just have a lot of bills. Yep. Bigger Absolutely. bills, higher payments, you know, who knows? Yep. But... With everything, and I think each one of us experiences all this in different lives of being poor yep, and being wealthy. Absolutely. And that's part of our lesson yep. is how do you let this thing in your world affect you? I used to worry a lot more about money and it's not because of how much I have or how much I had. It's because I've changed my mindset on these things. Mm -hmm. I've had to change my mindset on it. And when I do, because it, it is like a roller coaster, you know, yeah. you have those times where you're really like, oh, it's fine. I'm going, I'm going. Those are the times when I receive gifts from the universe, random checks that show up in the mail out of nowhere. And I'm like, oh, what? I didn't even know that I have, you know, a class action lawsuit for $300 here. Okay. Just really weird things happen to me all the time. But I have to be in that mentality of the universe will bring me what I need. Yes. If I'm not, then it, it doesn't help me. I think that's a common thread throughout most of us, from the extremely poor to the extremely wealthy, that sometime in our life we've experienced that we're not sure how we're going to afford this yes. or how this is going to get done and somehow it gets done yes i'm not saying that you've actually find the end of the rainbow with the pot of gold but maybe it's someone comes forward and pays that bill for you yep or somebody else in your family loans you that money yep or you get that job you had been counting on that had a higher salary there's just, and sometimes it, I was in that 
place one time or a few times, but most memorably in the beginning of my divorce, like trying to figure out how I'm going to do all this yeah. because I was slapped with everything, like the house payment. Plus I had the child half the time car, you know, it was like overwhelming yep. to where I got like shingles. I yes. started freaking out like, yeah. And all of a sudden this friend of mine just comes over and is like, I went to the store. Yes. I remember bought me food. <laughs> yeah. And I, that was like, Whoa. Yeah. You know, bless his heart. Chris yeah. was a really great guy in that way. You yeah, know? totally. But that's one of those moments where the universe saw that I was in a spot. Yep. And it came through and that's happened more times than I could remember. Me too. Absolutely. It happens all the time. So I actually asked our listeners that I said, do you ever get monetary gifts from the universe? For example, do you ever receive checks in the mail? You weren't expecting find money in places you didn't know you had money, etc." <coughs> Excuse me. And 67% said, yes, I have noticed this type of gift. 14% I said, I notice it all the time. Mm -hmm. 19% said, no. Well, to the 19%, I want you to keep an eye out for just random things. Sometimes it's as easy as, you know, like a free something when you go somewhere. You know, right. somebody pays for you in right. front of you. I had somebody do that the other day for mm -hmm. me. There was nobody behind me in line. So we couldn't pay it forward. So now I, I need to do that still. You know, you've yeah. got to pay it forward and do those things. And the universe brings it back to you. But absolutely, I believe so much in those gifts from the universe. and that Even down to, um, you know, hey, I found yeah. a dollar bill on, on yes. the ground. Okay, yeah. Somebody dropped that dollar bill, possibly. Right. But the fact that you strolled upon it, mm -hmm. that's the gift. Yep. And if you keep your eyes open, those types of things can occur. I'm not saying you're going to find, you know, a lottery winning on the ground. Yeah. But that is a gift, even if it's in the smallest way. Yeah. Showing you, I think. Yeah. I think I got lucky one time and I found a $50 bill on the ground. Wow. That's yeah, as good. I was like going into like nice. with some friends to eat at some restaurant, Baker Square. Mm, loved them. They had pie like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. And I was walking in. I probably it had did. whatever enough to cover what I was going to get, but I was probably going to get the, one of the cheapest things on the menu. Yeah. Not that night. Yeah. Yeah. I I was just, it's funny. I just flashed back to one that I had <clears> that <throat> when I was going through my divorce and I was really having a hard time with money. Um, I got this letter in the mail from no out of absolutely nowhere that my mom had, um, you know, when uh, probate when mm -hmm. she passed away and I was the executor of the will. And so there was this account that was opened up to pay all of the the people that needed to be paid the the that she owed money to. And I got a letter in the mail from that bank saying that there was like $2,500 still sitting there from like 10 years earlier and come pick up your money because, you know, your creditors have been paid. It's like out of nowhere, wow. you know? One time when I lived in Vegas, I put $20 in a slot machine to get so that I could have a dollar for the valet. Like I'll just pay, play 20 and, you know, keep it when I have $2 or whatever for right. the valet. And I won 1500 Damn. Yep. It's just little gifts like that from yeah. the universe that say you did something good or you're on the right path or or mm -hmm. whatever it may be. And the more that you f clean up those bad money habits and right. stuff, I feel like the more that they will help you with it because they know it's not going to go right. to where it's not supposed to go. I think something else to consider in all this, too, is that understand that there is enough money. 
Oh, yeah. In this world, for everyone to be successful. Yep. Does everybody work at it the same or as hard to get there? Probably not. And that's why you don't have everybody being wealthy and successful. Right. But there is enough. Yep. There's enough success and enough money for everybody. Money really isn't like the true prosperity and freedom anyways. It's not what brings right. you those things. It's it's not about how much money you have. But exploring your relationship with money can definitely lead to like better mental health, uh, more peace in your life, mm. more personal power, and even a greater connection to the other side. And those are the things that are the true prosperity, yes. you know, being peaceful and, and stuff. Um, we can look so much like into our society and see people that it's all about the money for them. It's, it's about greed. And mm -hmm. that is like, I'm trying to be the complete opposite of that. And I've gone through times in my life where I've been greedy because I feel like I've had to. Right. And I feel like the universe puts me in situations now where it's like, what are you going to do? Right. Are you going to be greedy right. or are you going to, are you going to help? And I always want to help, but you can't always right. help. It's not always possible. Well, that's the other thing too is this is kind of another scapegoat within our society for me um kind of almost the same as like there being a devil i feel like that's just something we can blame our misbehavior yes. on mm -hmm. well with the money aspect it's not money that's the root of all evil no it's greed it's greed so before there was ever any kind of currency floating around in society to pay for something I'm guessing things were either bartered or stolen. Right. Yep. So stealing is a form of greed. A huge form of greed. And yep. that still occurs today, even though we have money. But that's my point is that it's us. Yeah. It's our misbehavior. It's yep. the things we're supposed to learn in order to receive the gift. Yep. I grew up in a family that had money, a lot of money. Um, my grandfather was the only one that worked. He took care of the women in the family. I didn't really, you know, you're young, you don't really understand this, but I knew that my family was fine, that they, basically I got what I wanted. You know, mm -hmm. if, if I needed something, I got it. My mother was kind of a klepto, and I used to find things that she would steal all the time. And so for me, this stealing thing was not about being poor and needing to afford something. It was about the satisfaction or whatever it right. was that my mom was getting from taking things Some like sample nail it. polishes and stuff like that. You yeah. know, um, there were so many bad money things that, that my mom did growing up that I have had to like completely transform my view of money. Like... And, and it has not been easy because a part of how the universe did that was it basically, and we, I had talked about this, was it on the, oh, I think it was last week, either it was on the radio show or here, talked about how we went through that hard time with money. And the universe really during that time made me learn so much, so much about money. It was also preparing me for COVID because I mm -hmm. was like, um, basically I felt like you don't want to spend that money that you have on that Starbucks. So I had been spending money on Starbucks like every day, cut things like that out. Right. Like I just felt the universe going, this is irresponsible. You know, you're spending so much money on this. Mm -hmm. And then I came to find out not only were they trying to teach me better how to work with money, but COVID was coming and I was going to miss out on my Starbucks anyways. Yeah. So 
it, it was like tenfold there. Mm -hmm. But that's the kind of things that the universe will do. When money gets hard, it's not that it's like, you know, not, they're not trying to help you. They are. They're just trying to help you by you know, right. the tests and the lessons and all of that. Because yeah. if you were just thrown money all the time and money was fine, then right. what what do you learn, yeah. you know? And, and really, my point of that story was that no matter how much money you have, you still stress about money. Yeah. My mom died because of money mm -hmm. it, she did period she had stressed money herself out. yep she stressed herself out she had money for so mm -hmm. many years and then my grandfather uh was diagnosed with alzheimer's and so his his daughters because my my mom's his stepdaughter his daughters took over and there was no more money anymore to take right. care of her and that was really her downfall was that she didn't have that money and you you can allow money to run your life like that oh yeah she worried herself into an early grave and see, I came from the opposite kind of end of that spectrum, is that there wasn't money in my family. Yeah. I mean, I was raised with, um, my parents divorced when I was like two, so I was raised with my mom, saw my dad every other weekend, but my mom and my sister in a two-bedroom apartment. Um, so there wasn't a lot of money. I usually got the things that I wanted most within reason, yeah. but I was not... I'm I'm frugal by nature, I think, you know, the type of guy that waters down the orange juice and smacks the toothpaste thing until yep. you can't, you know, squeezes and pushes it till I can't get any more out of it. That's just the way I was taught, you know, yep. like make it stretch and what you have, take care of it. Yep. So Yes. Uh I feel like like for us um, mostly for me because these were my bad habits, but that this the universe had to do this, put me through this in order for me to be successful with my business yeah. because my my money habits were really bad. And so now I look at things differently. I don't spend money as frivolously. I don't like go, you know, I don't, I used to go to Target. Like I would go take care of my grandma in the morning and then I'd go to Target and spend like a hundred dollars for no reason. Even if I had $200 in my account, I'd spend a hundred dollars of it at Target. What was the point of that? Right. So those things I had to learn, I had to clean up my credit. Yeah. I had to do a bunch of things so that the universe knew when I became successful in this business that I could handle the money from it. And I wasn't going to fall into the same kinds of traps that I had, my family had set up for me and you know, before. Right. And it's not been easy, no. but we all have our story. We all have where the money became unhealthy. You know, maybe it was that your parents did, wouldn't spend money on anything. Like I know people right. like that, that they are so, so, so tight with money because their parents never spent any money on anything. And they're just repeating these patterns. But the thing is, is that if you're working for your money, buy yourself those new shoes, you know, go out to dinner, whatever it is, you're not supposed to deprive yourself of things. It's supposed to become a healthy relationship. Yeah. Not don't a relationship. live above your means. Yes. But don't deprive yourself of an award, a reward sometimes Yep. for um, keeping the faith and working hard at your, your goal and your dream. Yep. When I had asked that question about the universe giving you gifts, 
my sister had commented this and I just love this. She said, as you know, I worry about money a lot. Now I will admit that I have to borrow money from time to time to stay afloat. However, the universe helps me in so many ways. I have so many examples like things, things like getting free hotel rooms exactly when they were needed, Mm -hmm. manifesting exactly how many clients I need to pay the bills Mm -hmm. and every kind of completely unexpected gift you can imagine from cash checks and just flat out feel good presents right when I needed them. The universe is good and always has our best interest at heart. And this is true. And when we believe this and we start healing that relationship with money, we see this more and more. And I've watched my sister go through this. And it's like, it's cool because she has some of the same kind of bad habits that I do, even though we weren't raised together. Like she (laughs) loves her her coffee from the outside instead of making it at home. And it's funny because one thing that always happens to her is she always spills her coffee. (laughs) Every single day spills her coffee. And I'm like, okay, trying to tell you something. Either the universe (laughs) is trying to tell you to stop spending money on coffee or to stop drinking coffee or so much coffee. It's like there's always a lesson there. If there's Mm -hmm. something that's coming that regular. Yes, there's there's always a lesson. But that these are the types of things that we do. And we look at them as if they're like you know, the the universe or whoever, God, whoever is, right. you know, trying to make us not have money or whatever. And I think that that's one area where people go, you know, God, if, if there was a God, I would have money all the time, right? I hear that from people sometimes and I hear I should always, always have money and, mm-hmm. and whatever, but that's not how the simulation is supposed to go. Yeah. And I go back to as far as my belief is, well, maybe I've had other lives where I have had a lot of it. Maybe there's something to be learned here. Yep. And maybe when they feel I've learned it, something will change. Yep. I think that some of the best advice that I can give, if this is a problem for you and you want to start making changes in the money aspect of life and becoming happier with money. I think one of the things I would say first is you have to be honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. Like that was the hardest thing for me was to go, okay, you need to make some changes because this isn't healthy and it's not good. You have to be honest with yourself and then you have to pick something, pick some, anything that you feel that you're bad with money on. Like, let's say that you have a lot of credit cards like I did. Okay. Instead of putting more money on those credit cards, stop. Stop using them. Mm -hmm. Start paying more than the minimum, you know, adding the interest to it. Pay those off as soon as you can. Get your debt paid off. Take small things like that, just one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. Because if you try and conquer everything at once, it's it's just not going to work. It's not. But there is a way to get yourself out of it. And I was sitting in that mess right out of divorce. Me too. Like, oh, my God. Me too. You know, and actually, I still am sitting in a little bit of it, but nothing like it was before. No. Yeah. I, after my divorce, <clears throat> um, my ex-husband declared bankruptcy and the house went into foreclosure. But my name wasn't on the house because I was a business owner. So I didn't have to do that. I didn't have the bankruptcy. But I felt at that point in my life, like, screw the creditors. I don't really care. And basically stopped paying my credit card bills. Just stopped. Yeah. I thought, well... 
seven years, it'll be off there. And you know what? I hate to say it, but with some of them that did actually work, they actually did go away. Some of them I had to make, you know, arrangements with or whatever. And of course, eventually had to pay. But here I am on the other side of that now. And I don't have that stuff on my credit anymore. And I'm past that. And I look back and I go, that was not the right way to handle it. And that was not the way that the universe wanted me to handle it. But I was being very greedy and very selfish. Now I would handle it completely different if I had it to do over again. But you know what? It's okay. I learned a lot from that and I've changed a lot since then. And that makes the universe look at it and Mm -hmm. go, okay, you've changed. You've corrected those things. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past. No. It doesn't. No. I did stupid stuff too. Yeah. Because I didn't have a lot of money, but I wanted that particular brand. So I'd be like, ah, what we would call popping tags. (laughs) And, uh, you know, not my prouder moments. Yeah. I did stupid stuff too. Yeah. But when I stopped doing that and having that relationship, things change. Do they change overnight? No. But they do change. I've gotten severely out of debt. Yep. um, And I don't pop tags anymore. No. (laughs) No. I, I... I used to be like the type that, you know, if you got to your car and you saw that the toilet paper was on the bottom of the carton, oh, I forgot about the toilet paper. I'm not like that anymore. I will take the toilet paper back in and I will pay for it because Mm. I know the universe is watching me and it's testing me. And if I don't take it back in, something's going to happen. Like I'm overly honest at this point to the point where it drives me crazy myself. (laughs) But that's what the universe wants. It wants us to be good with that. It wants us to not be greedy. But at the same time, and here's the clencher, it wants us to have everything that we want. Yeah. It took me a while to learn that. It took me a while to say, in all honesty, this is what I want. Because, see, I was raised with the five-star restaurants and hotels and the best of everything. But when it came time to take care of myself, I can't afford those things. Do I want them? Oh, yeah. I I want the room service where I hear the little plastic coming off of the glass. Like (laughs) that, that's nostalgia for me. Like there's things that, but at first when I started this spiritual journey, I went, I don't want those. I just want enough, you know, and I do. I I mean, honestly, but I am honest now with the universe. And I say, yes, I would love that. If that's a part of the plan for me, then yes, please. I'm not denying it anymore. And you have to be honest. Absolutely, you do. There's nothing wrong with, well, needing, because we all need. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with wanting. No. I think going back to what I said about that misconception is that it's wrong of me to want to be spiritual, but then to want money. No. It's No. Because this is a fact. It exists. And this is how we get and pay our bills. Yep. And so... What amount of money is up to you and the universe and what that does to your mind is up to you Yep. and the universe. I think one of the, the key rules with money should be that you should never use it to hurt somebody else. No. If you're doing something money related and it's hurting somebody else, then stop. That's that right there is yeah. not you know how it's supposed to go it's all about how you use it it's not about how much of it you have you could have you know billions of dollars and be using it in bad ways or using it in good ways the universe will reward you more and more for using it in good ways and i don't care what anybody says 
people that are really super rich, they still have their own problems and they oh, still, yeah. if they're greedy, they have to face that karma. You may not see it because yep. they have the money. And sometimes that makes me crazy. Like there's, I'm not going to name any names, but there's, you know, some people that are very, very wealthy and they do nothing but bad things and more money comes to them. Mm-hmm. But you know what? There, there, there's things going on that we don't know about. Absolutely. And so we can't always say, oh, well, they're, you know, they're taken care of. They have money because mm-hmm. they still have their problems that we're just not seeing. So you can't judge a book by its cover mm-hmm. for sure. So yeah. isn't there something as some interesting study? I don't know if I'm making this up in my head about lottery winners and the statistics about how soon lottery winners die. You know what? There is some weird Before, like yeah. After they get their winning, it's like the curse of the lottery of something. I don't really mm-hmm. know much about it, but I have heard that that there's been a lot of people that have died in like car accidents mm-hmm. or or whatever after winning the lottery. Yeah, yeah. It's probably the greed that comes with it, and I, I hate to feeling. say that, but yeah, it, you're not using it the way that it was given you, and especially somebody that doesn't come from money doesn't understand about managing. Because believe you me, like you just said, if you got a lot of money. You most likely have a lot more problems. Yes. And if you don't know how to manage money coming from like poverty to be handed this amount of money in one lump sum, that can totally jack your mind up. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like in my life, the universe has handed me money to to see what I was going to do with it. How was I going to, was I going to spend it frivolously? And as I've gotten older, I've tried to be more and more cautious. Like being the executor of my mom's will, I got a nice chunk of money. It was gone like that, like so quickly. Um, But I try now to be more, you know, reserved and and understand, like, I don't want to be greedy and, and feel like, um, I think a lot of people, you know, we, we feel like we need to have a certain amount of money in the bank. And, and if we don't, then it doesn't, you know, we're not going to be secure in the future or whatever. Right. But we have to get out of that mind thought of think, thinking like that, you right. know, and just take it as it comes. Because so many of us live in the what's it going to be in the future? Mm-hmm. If I, I have money to survive right now, yes. but what's what's going to be in the future? So I feel like the universe wants to see us spend money the right way, not be greedy with it, but yeah. not be overly, you know, mm-hmm. like, I agree. like not spend it all. Yeah. They're looking for like a happy medium. And once you meet that happy medium, I feel like they help you more and more. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm aiming for. I'm trying to get to this point where... I don't worry about money as much where I understand that the universe is going to provide for me and that I spend it the right way. Right. And it is not easy. And like I said, one to five, I'm probably a three, yeah. but much better than I used and to And another be. thing too is to to wrap our head around this, that spirituality comes first. We were souls and spirits before we ever came here. Money is a part of this simulation oh, or yeah. this lesson. But... Just like I said, money isn't the root of all evil. Greed is. Money does not control the world. The universe no. does. Yeah. That means m- the amount of money you have now or in the future has no bearing on whether or not you can have a happy life. No. That's all your perception. Right. And if your relationship with money is telling you, I can't have a happy life, until I am a millionaire, then most likely you're probably not going to have a happy life. Right, exactly. And even when you become that millionaire, you won't be happy. So you're sort of giving the universe the credit it deserves and saying, it's not money that controls all this. You do. 
and I'm asking you, not the bank, and not this guy, yeah, or not the credit card company. I'm asking you to please provide me for A with what I need yep. and B with what I want. Yes. Yep. And be honest about what you want. Yeah. At first I thought it was, you know, I couldn't ask for anything that I want, that that was being greedy, but it's not. It's not about because you're just denying yourself. If you know inside that you want something and you're not saying that, and it's that, within reason. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah, you like be honest. Yeah, like I, I'm not asking for you know all the money in the world. Yeah. Can we get a 50 foot yacht? I have nowhere to park a boat, <laughs> but can we get one? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how to drive one. Seriously. Yeah, no, you gotta. It's gotta be within reason. <laughs> I read, there was this cartoon. I don't remember what it was when we were kids. But it showed, like, if your wishes came true, like, what it would be like. And there was oh. one episode of where this kid wished for all the money in the world. And it showed, you know, everybody is now starving because you have all the money. Everybody's coming to you for money. Ooh. So you have to be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Because that's a good know. message tucked in there. Absolutely. I like those kinds of things. Yeah. So. so there you have it. Very cool. Yeah. Very, very good. That was a good one. Yes, I thought so. I, I like to talk about this, even though it's a sensitive subject, because mm -hmm. I think that it is one of the hardest things for us to deal with in this life and that it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. It's not supposed to come easy. Some people it does come easy to. And I know we look at those people and we say, well, why does money come so easy to right. them? But they have their own struggles. They yeah. have other things. Maybe they don't look at money the same way. That could be a big part of it. So, yeah. But again, if you're doing the comparison thing, it's going to make the experience much yes. harder, much harder. You make a very good point there. So just remember, it's your path. It's your ability. It's your path, your relationship with the universe, and your ability to manifest. Yeah. Maybe the guy next door has learned this better than you have. Yep. Maybe he's put more work in. Maybe in his previous life, he lived on the streets as a bum. Yep. And this is his lesson this time around. Yeah. There's a multitude of variables of why. Yep. But try not to focus on that, nope. I think, and just focus on your path. And I think you'll, um, you know, whether you become a millionaire or not, it'll just make it more pleasant. Yep, exactly. And the faith in the universe, the mm -hmm. trust in the universe, all of that, it will it'll bring you what you need if you let it teach you. Yeah. And all that. So, cool. Yay. Well, before we say goodbye, you want to share your information one more time? Yes. So you can find me at samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. And again, my radio show is every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on voiceamerica.com on the Empowerment Channel, or you can listen on demand to it a couple yeah. hours later. And then you, sir. Again, for my art, djonesartcollection.com for the web at djonesartcollection for Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Well, we hope everybody got something out of this. That we do. Go out there and, um, you know, work on it. Yeah. It will come. It will. Just believe. Um, yes. Believe is probably the most important part. Yep. And we hope everybody has a great week. That we do. And until next week, peace and love.